just got a request from Twitter, from the Rank Ideas Twitter, for cuckoldry or cuckold. And, I mean, pornography is one of our most downloaded episodes, so it's clear the type of audience base that we have and what they're into. So we can discuss whether that's a good idea or whether there are other broader sex ideas that feel more sensible to rank before we rank something like that. Or if you're blenching and fainting at the very idea of ranking something like that, Chris Andrew. Um, it's tough to, I'm a bit wary of recategorizing it. Like there are definitely bigger ideas that it sits under, but I don't like, it's not, um, I think let's honor it. If it, if it uh, becomes clear that we're talking about something else, then that will be part of the conversation. Uh, yeah. I look, I look forward to it. We like getting requests. Yeah. And the big thing is we want to encourage people to request ideas and we've gotten a bunch over the Facebook in the past. And now that we're on the, the Twitter and the Instagram, um, welcome. Uh, people who found us over that platform. Um, we want to encourage that. And if me giggling schoolgirlishly through a premise like this is the price that we pay for that, then that's worth doing on the other side of the theme song. Pinging through the ether like a giant emotion, this lotion, this lotion, sometimes commotion, sometimes no commotion, rank ideas. Welcome, listeners, once again to another episode of the Rank Ideas podcast, the greatest podcast in the world, and that's because Nick Deladovic and myself, Chris Endry, are ranking every single human idea on an ever-expanding list in order from best to worst. And today, we're going to put somewhere on that list the idea of cuckoldry? Is that Would that be the correct conjugation? Cuckoldry is the term, yeah. Okay. Um, and I'm fine. We can, yeah, we can say it's the idea of a cuckold, which then is, you know, whatever, whatever feels uh, pithy to type up uh, for the, for our new Instagram templates. Um, but yeah, I am really curious, one, how um, long or short an episode this is going to be. And two, um, really, uh, you know, I've, done such a quick transformation um, in the seconds since we were still in the opening teaser. Opening teaser, Nick was really reluctant about it. Now, the more I think about the possibilities of just ranking sex-based and pure and salacious ideas, it's all I want to do now. Um, we can look at cuckoldry. We can look at um, monogamy versus non-monogamy. We can look at um, uh, fetishism. We can look at fetishes. Um, this is, yeah, it's, it's going to be great. Yeah, I, I hate the idea of them being all under the one umbrella because they are distinct things that re are reacting to different things and different approaches to, yeah, like I, I, that's that's when you said, um, you know, should we rank a higher, well, I mean, I don't think you said higher order, but that, that was sort of how I interpret it, like, like a, you know, something that would better blanket cuckoldry and other, um, I guess, you know, specific proclivities, but they're, they're not the same thing. Like, Here's the interesting thing, the, rev the self-revelation here is the, the actual thing in my head that was the vibe was like, oh, should we do a sex thing that's not quite as silly first? It's well, That's oh, really funny. Nick. Like I have an, inst I have, yeah, I have an instinctive, I my instinctive reaction to the idea of cuckoldry is just like, oh, it's, you know, it's kind of, it's, it's perfect. It's just that's silly, which is, that's going to be interesting to look at. But before we get too deep into that, let's define it. Chris Hendry, would you like to take uh, a whack at defining the concept of cuckoldry? There's sure to be the odd listener who isn't familiar with it as a term. Yeah, of course. I like it. You throw me under the bus because I've given no consideration to this. Um, also, just before the definition, I want to say you've, you know, you've outed yourself by finding it silly as a non-acolyte at the temple, you know? 
I guess. I guess. And now more explicitly, I've added you. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, love it. Okay, definition. I guess. I, oh no. I, yeah. This is what. This is why it's going to be fun to talk about sex stuff because of the inevitable. Even even if we're trying not to add ourselves around stuff, we will. Um, sorry. Go ahead. Define. Why would you laugh at a gorilla suit? <laughs> okay, so cuckoldry. I think it's. I think that it's uh, etymologically linked to cuckoos, like the bird, because they lay their eggs in other birds' nests, I, th- I think. Uh, look, I could be wrong right. about that. Anyway, I just think that's a nice launching point because um, cuckoldry is a sexual fetish uh, where people enjoy the idea of a third party um, having sex play with their partner in front of them. Uh, uh, right, in a way, okay. in a way that subver- subverts them, is is that is that right? So this is what the decision we have to make. So cuckoldry as a fetish is that. Oh, I see. I see. The word and that. Is, so I'm sorry. Any any listeners who were engaged with that fetish, you thought that I was calling them um, silly. I probably still am, but in a loving way. But yeah, no. The the thing I was coming more at is the strict definition of cuckold, which just means someone who has been adulterated on or someone whose partner has been uh, has not has transgressed the bounds of their agreed upon monog- monogamy or their ostensibly agreed upon monogamy and it is a term with a negative valence like where the idea is like the concept is that that is a bad the implication is that that's a bad thing to be and i would I say the fetish yeah so there's, i mean there's, we there's can potentially I, the third tier which to talk about which is just the idea that it's not like that which um which is which could also potentially be what the listener was um, proposing, which is its usage as a like not not to do even with the explicit um, sexual uh, play or um, or the fact that you can be you, you know it, whether it's uh, or the fact that it's a shameful thing to have happen to you, just more that um, the sort of uh, I guess general I, I want to say internet because that's where I see it used um, the term the cuck. Use, yeah exactly the usage of the idea that you're a cuck if you let things happen to you that you don't want or, you know, um, if you're in any way, yes, not the dominant power agent in the actions of your life. Or is the term, I mean, maybe I'm giving it all a lot of credit for having, you know, maybe I'm giving the term more credit for coherence than it has ended up having, but is is there an implication that you're a cuck in this negative way that if you are, the, the reason cuckold is the metaphor is it's that the idea that you are loyal to something or you're sticking up for or defending or, or uh, white knighting for something, awful term, for something in life or an, an institution or organization or a person, but that per, but that institution or organization has does not have your best interests at heart. That it, The implication is that you're being a foolish, that, yeah, that you're using whatever you're loyal to or standing for um, is, is cuckolding you as you're doing it. Um, that's that's my that's my guess understanding. That's my general impression of how that term gets used. Either way, the thing that's definitive about it um, is that uh, it's con- you, you do, the idea. The implication is that you don't want to be a cuck, <laughs> which is then which then makes the fetishization interesting because there's the implication that the idea of if you're a if if you have a uh, cuckoldry fetish, and I don't I don't know. I'm sure that people who do that have a full spectrum of um, uh, motivations for doing it, but there is some there is some idea that the transgressive that that the idea of um, the supposed pathetic patheticness of it, or the um, you know the failure of it, or the or the being a being a thing that is codified, the shame of it, the supposed shame of it, is part of is bound up in the fetish enjoyment of it. Um, 
For sure. At least, um, for, presumably at least for X amount of people who are engaging in it. So to me, maybe they're all, so yeah, that suggests that there's different tiers. It also suggests that they're all quite interrelated and come from a basic, and you know, there is easily, there is an easily identifiable root idea, which is just the concept of a cuckold, the concept of someone who has been um, made, rendered foolish, rendered foolish by um the unfaithfulness of that which they have rendered faithfulness toward. Yep, that, that's great. I think that's good because then we could tie them all in because they. I think it's kind of impossible to talk about any, yeah, any atom without um, the, the the being that it forms. Um, the reason it's um, it, it it leapt it was it was immediately to the sexual fetish place uh, um, that I thought we were talking about is because it's it seems to have like you, you know uh, there are so, there are obviously. You know, we're in a dynamic period. Obviously, there are always dynamic human periods, but we're in a particular um, explosion of types of uh, access to information and exchanges of information and access to other people. And one of the one of the interesting ones to me has been the emergence of uh, something that I'd never seen a hint of. Um, you know, uh, through my formative sexual years or um, uh, and and childhood and you know, etc. But but increasing in the last decade, it's it's so routine to see certain uh, sexual things that are clearly uh, resonant with large bodies of people. And one of those is um, cuckoldry. And uh, it reminds me instantly, one of the porn aggregators, I can't remember which one, um, published that um, when that every time there, there was a Republican convention on in a city, that um, the, the searches for cuck porn just skyrocketed. It was like it became the dominant thing whenever there was a Republican convention around it, which suggests that there is like, um, you know, I mean, so often it seems like sex, because sex is kind of like a, um, a shamefully, it has a shameful social place. So, uh, um, it, mm, so, so, it's, so very often is the inversion of, you know, uh, people's um, waking identity or, or, you know, it's, it's, it's a, a space for a type of subversive play is exciting. Uh, I don't know. What, I mean, I'm, not, I'm obviously <laughs> in this and in everything, I'm obviously no expert, but, um, I think I, I just I find that really uh, interesting that for some people, the idea that, um, you know, this is so it's such an insulting thing to happen. It's the worst thing. Oh, God. And therefore, I love it. Um, I think, you know, that that leads ni- nicely away just from the sexual kink, but into the general proclivity of um, I think why someone like you would immediately find the concept not thinking that it was the sexual fetish, a silly thing, because um it doesn't uh, subvert perhaps the values that you hold important or the way that you carry yourself in the world. But for others, it is obviously extremely um, compelling to, to the degree that it's such a, um, a popular concept now. It's clearly a sexy concept for a lot of people. Yeah. But then in a weird, yeah, it reminds me of um, other ideas, um, other, other concepts like the concept of a, like the concept of a slut or sluttiness, for instance, like stuff where it's, um, Ideas where fundamentally the basic, the base, the idea under the idea is one that is just not, doesn't resonate with me. Um, As in, and by that I mean the the idea that, the bit that has shame attached to it, the idea of attaching shame to it. Um, in the same way that um, the concept of a slut, which, you know, that's an idea, it's it's rankable by us at some point, is, um, has never really scanned for me um, because the the basic idea of um, feminine, coded promiscuity being something that then automatically has, has a negative valence on it or a shame valence just doesn't scan with me. Um, cuckoldry is the same thing. Like it's my knee jerk reaction of being like, Oh, why, why would you have strong feelings about 
why would you have strong feelings at all about a situation where a person is cheated on other than, I mean, you know, like I've been, uh, I've been in monogamous relationships in the past where then I was, where the other person, um, broke those, you know, like cheated on me in that conventional way. And it was painful and hurtful, but yeah, the idea of, um, there was no, I didn't have an experience of feeling ashamed or lesser than or emasculated, I guess is the thing, but through, because I was cheated on. And I mean, obviously now that I, you know, um, 20 years on from that, now that I'm, you know, uh, operating polyamorously and, um, have a, just have a general, you know, have, have decoupled from, a, from X amount of gender script and shame, shame narratives in my own, um, sexual life and relationship life. Not, you know, obviously there's persistent things, but, um, yeah, the idea of, uh, <laughs> the idea that there would be enough, um, of a, th enough of a sense of a thing happening of me being made into something, but through the act of being cheated on or, or someone or anyone being made into something, but through the act of being cheated on, that there would be enough of that as a thing I would really feel to then have that as a base layer to then develop any sort of sexual charge from or use as a conceptual thing um, doesn't doesn't resonate with me. But obviously, I got to be generous and um, recon recognizing that you know I'm sure it goes both ways. I'm sure there are things that are like absolute sexual or intimacy based realities of mine that just wouldn't be a thing for someone else. Hundred like, well, percent. That's definitely the case, right? There would be things that would be, I would have things that would have a sexual charge where I'd have all those knotted layers where it's like, oh, there'd be a sense, I have a sense of that as a transgressive thing or as a potentially shame-based thing. And then the the tropes of that, um, there's the potential for the tropes of around that and the um, implications of me interacting around those, those things in my everyday life. There's potential for that to have a sexual charge just um, because of the transgressive nature of it for me and you know so that's so i i those would be my personal versions of it they would come up under ranking other ideas but yeah that it may through that i can easily do the thought experiments that would get me to finding cuckoldry sexy even though yeah as it's really i'm not there in any way but i could like i i recognize the steps that have happened um i guess and obviously that is <laughs> the idea of having it yeah whether or not whether or not there's any particular argument that we will find to upvote the concept of a cuckold into the, you know, sort of uh, protected, necessary, elevated practice part of the list, it's, there's something, there's something nice, uh, it's something nice and fun to talk about, about the fact that like any, um, you know, the, the buckwild nature of human sexuality means that anything that can attract shame can also spontaneously or intense negotiation with itself and others, um, create the, uh, create the potential for pleasure, um, and enthusiastic shared pleasure as well, um, is kind of, um, it's weird and it's fraught and it's really nice all at the same time. Yeah. I think, look, I mean, I don't think anyone would have had, um, you know, the astonishing fascination with incest that, that seems to be the dominating thing from the porn aggregators, which are of course like algorithmically, um, you know, generated, to to attract attention like who would have thought mm. that like who who was walking around 20 years ago who would have said you know what's really going to come back in that i like the ex how excited people are about 
having sex with people in their family. Like you would, you would have seemed insane if you had said that. I mean, you, you probably seem insane <laughs> if you were walking around saying that now. But it is an observable reality, which is like it, it's a it, thing it that's occurring. Yeah, it was incredible. I get. I would just quickly. I feel like again, I wouldn't. Twenty years ago, I wouldn't have said it. There's probably there's probably some people in some particular fields of expertise who were downright certain it would happen. Like you know, someone like some kind of. Someone yeah, in some sort of sociological or psychological or cultural theorist space who just who did know that incestodermis, <laughs> maybe less incest specifically, but who would have been able to tell you that yeah. long things that are lot that are things that are long term taboos, and things that are, again, it's kind of what we're talking about. Investing something with taboo power and potential makes it gives it a potency and gives it a potential to spontaneously become uh, a trend or an app or a little mini epidemic or a kind of um, yeah, or a, a breakout phenomenon, I guess. Yeah, I'm a bit worried that we're getting too far away from, like, we're, we're sort of talking about general uh, trends for yeah, shame and, and sexual engagement. But we're going to talk about we're going to talk about cuckoldry. Um, uh, but I, I we're think, here to talk about cuckoldry, exactly as always. We just happen to be recorded this time. Um, I think the uh, the road back to it is that. Um, Reflecting upon, you know, you you talk about, you know, how you can see these things and it's not compelling, but maybe to you all these things, um, like maybe your, you know, particular interest would be completely alien to other people. Like you could say all that stuff with 100% certainty. And I think that um, what's interesting is that I, in my abstract imagination, I conceive of the people who are most into the the at the micro level here where we look at the sexual thrill of of cuckoldry i think they are the people who uh in the sheets i think they're the people who are in the streets most likely to be ab- abhorred at the idea of like performatively you know finding it abhorrent that someone that their partner would be cheating on them or that like that somebody else would have sex with their partner and all of these things which is, i think that's that sort of ramps up the compelling element so um i, I think that the what we really have to be talking about is the idea that as you said in the intro, that you could be subverted by something that you value um, in a way that brings shame to you, which I think potentially means we're dealing with a bad idea because we ranked shame quite low in a way that changed my conception of a, of a few things, uh, that, that conversation. If you haven't listened to the episode, as always, go mm. back and find it and recommend it to your friends. This one in particular is a really good one because we found no utility for shame, which is potentially surprising to, to many of you. Or, or not surprising to me. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I think, in, I think that the concept of cuckoldry really does hinge upon the idea that it's shameful to be loyal to something, like that there's an inherent shame to be loyal to something that is not serving you. And so, I, what we have to talk about is, okay, so we can understand how that's sort of like, uh, you know, potentially to many of us, a bit of a, a funny thing to talk about in a sexual context. Like, oh, you know, is this a, you know, like, uh, we're definitely not bringing any good or bad metric to um, any sort of expression or player, especially or things that are naturally happening. Just uh, uh, forgive me for using natural, but more more using that as information. Um, and so, yep. I, th- I think that, um, you know, that stuff's going on. That's great. What's its genesis? Um, okay, we sort of looked at that a bit, but the genesis is the very idea of cuckoldry. Does it have an inherent assumption that to be, um, we just rank loyalty, to, to be um, loyal or engaged or committed to something that is without your knowledge um, not serving you in the way that you think it is? Is that shameful? Is that a, is that a good handle for helping people navigate away from the reality uh, that, you know, you don't, like most of us want to be want to understand the terms in which we're engaging with things and um, and want those to be at least navigable uh, if they're not serving us and um, 
cuckoldry at its core has the idea that not knowing that is makes you a bit I don't want to say a loser, but that's that's the kind of the energy, um, and that's that's, and that's why energy. that's yeah that's why you get sort of you know the the discourse around like you know calling people you know cucks or chads like you know yeah. um, the idea is that they should be humi- that they should be humiliated that they should be ashamed of themselves that they that they are not yeah they're certainly not the winners of a situation and that they yeah. are yeah that it should be yeah as you say like. Thanks, Chris. This is really, you've really drilled into it really helpfully. You've united the the strengths of the idea for me. And um, yeah, as in, because yeah, and I do want to reiterate what you're saying. Like for us, like none of this is about us having a sense of um, particular good or bad judgment of um, particular, like certainly the, fe- it, you know, it's, it's we'll, we'll rank um, fetishes separately. Um, and, uh, even that isn't necessarily ranking the efficacy of that. Like, even when we're doing that, what we're not going to be doing is ranking, um, the people's, um, the pleasure that people get from engaging in, um, uh, sexual acts, particularly even ones like including ones based around, um, a sense of social transgression. It's as you say, it's much more separate to that. Our, our job with this list is to kind of go, all right, if there is an idea, what is, what is, what is this, what specifically is that idea and how has it been employed? What's inherent in it? And how does that rank against the other ideas that we've got? Um, cause yeah, for me, if ideas in, in this current world where ideas exist, people may as well be fetishizing them, particularly if there are ideas that are causing people to have to feel bad ways, if they can hack that into feeling good, sometimes that's, I'm sort of instinctively warm around that. Um, but yeah, the, as you say, it's funny, the, back to like addressing head on what you're talking about, the idea of giving people a sense of, if there was a, if there was a pure idea that was just about giving people a sense to evaluate whether the things they were giving their loyalty to were serving them or not, and just coldly assessing that, that would be fine. As you say, this is attempting to do it very straight up with a shame mechanic, like directly with a shame mechanic and with a shame a shame narrative, really. I'm not sold on that. I think it's a good. It's a good. It's, I think it's a good handle because that's how it's used. But I don't think that that is. I. I, th- I think this is. This is what we're sorting. Like, b- because you know, if if cuck was used as in like, you know, you you were talking to your friend who's they've been working somewhere for five years and they think they're going to get a promotion, you know that they never are or whatever. Like, you know, you could see the situation is just one that they don't understand, and you're like, oh, you. I think pretty sure you're being cucked by your your work there. Like, does that, does that, does that automatically mean that you don't respect them for that? Or is, is that sort of energy coming from, from other type of, it's like, it's, it's, it's just a common intersection that you might use it in that way. As in like, I you know, I'm not going to get cucked or whatever. I'm not a, whatever. Honestly, Chris, I feel like the shame narrative and the shame story has been inherent in the, in the full history of the use of the word. Like, as in whether, I mean, I get what you mean. The idea of just using the cuck- the cuckoo bird metaphor to describe a situation like the one you just described that seems like that could be done in a much more neutral benign way because it seems neutrally not- it would be really good i agree i haven't seen it oh sorry no, yeah uh, I-, I agree it's not the normative use of it yeah i not only is it not the normative use of it but i think the absolute complete normative use of it since it's incep- since it's observable inception is is the sh- is the shame based one is the lo- is the loser narrative like to be a cuckold is a loser and I do yeah that makes it hard for me to come at the idea that 
I worry that it would be disingenuous for us to be ranking like a theoretical version of the idea, which is really yeah, just, you yeah, could yeah. just have a, would, I, th- I feel like it would just be a new idea. Um, and potentially I do what I love this, this, this has been a great episode already. Cause this is positive. I feel like this is one of the few, this might be the first episode we're not, we've had other episodes where we've sort of glanced in the direction where we've critiqued something by basically saying that at some point there will need to be a better idea than this. And we believe that there can, but sometimes, you know, like we've sometimes done that in a way where we've been like, yeah, but, and we don't know what that is yet, but we can, we have enough evidence that it's, we, we have a reasonable sense that it's exceedable. I feel like this is the first time where we've both sort of accidentally through discussing it, we've both posited a better idea that could replace it and also posited a specific notion of what that idea could be which is kind of fun. I hear that. I, I still need to be taken 100% on your journey because I'm only 80% there. I, like, cause, sure. Because I think it I is- I understand. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not 100% where I am. Because I, I, I just want to talk about it. I, I think it is really important to, like, it's, it's, there's obviously a great utility to be able to tell someone that they're not aware that they're, they're a losing participant in something they're engaging in. And, and the idea of them being a it's loser- It's been useful to me in, that, in the past, having yeah. that information. And, and the idea of being a loser in that isn't like, it's not bad to point out that there are winners and losers in situations or that, or that someone no. is losing. Um, that's, I think that's, you know, those, that's an observable reality where you have difference. And I think really important to have language that uh, scans to that. So then what I'm thinking is like, what's the way, is there a, is it, because when you, when you just reclassified it, then you said you're saying, you know, the cook, the culture, the cuckoo bird, and it's, it's bad the whole time because you're ca- you're calling someone the loser of, a, of, a, of an interaction. Does that does that happen? But does that have? I mean, I guess the metaphor, like if we look at the metaphor, um, the cuckoo bird is in the course of uh, doing then their conditioned natural behaviors, they are robbing someone. They're robbing another creature of the efforts of their of of the efforts of their of the fruits of their effort. You know, <laughs> like which is um uh. Yeah. And I mean, I guess like there are things in the metaphor in theory that you could look at that could be quite calming to me in terms of just being like, because the what I like about using a cuckoo bird is that the cuckoo bird is not a force of anim- of deliberate animus or yeah, yeah. hatred or rage or like the, the cuckoo bird is not trying to make a monkey out of anyone um, to mix my metaphors. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just, um, it's just engaging in a, you know, it's just a, it's just a animal in the animal kingdom engaging in a behavior that it is, um, tended towards through evolutionary pressure. So that suggests that there is a very neutral construction you could be making um, of just of just rating it's of just being like, okay, because um, the cuckold in in this metaphor isn't the cuckoo bird, it's the it's the creature whose nest is being pillaged. It's just the idea of it's funny. Yeah, the metaphors. The more I, I think, think it's good. Weird. I actually, I'm starting to warm to it. I well, it's what it shows is that the metaphor, the metaphor does not hold up actually at all in terms of the what you what you call it the uh, the way space. that it's traditionally used. Yeah. Because because the cuckold because the cuckold construction involves three parties and the metaphor metaphor only suggests only demands two, like the because um, really the cuckold is not the cuckold is not mostly the victim of the cuckoo bird they are mostly the victim of the theoretical of the theoretical accomplice to the cuckoo birds cheating like you know what i mean like there's um the, a cuckoo bird just taking eggs is just that's just a one-to-one doing harm to somebody else's operation i'm not sure we have the same understanding of what 
mechanically happens. My understanding is that the cuckoo bird will, will roll out, will come to another bird's nest, roll out its eggs and lay its own, and then that other bird will care for them as though it's their own. That makes more sense. Thank you. So, yeah. I, the, think, I think that's um, it. I mean. No, that makes more sense. But then the third agent is that it's, and this is the important one, is that it's yourself that's, you know, like you could see yes. that and be like, well, I'm not raising these eggs. They're not mine. But, uh, you know, you're blind to the reality. So, which, uh, I actually think it's pretty good. Like if I think of like, you know, I don't think it's a misusage to be like, okay, I, um, you know, I've got my, uh, my tram card, but the, you know, the tram operator they they reset the system so now everybody who's got any money on their card is like has lost it i've just i've just been totally cucked by you know the big tram or whatever like i don't think that there's there's a shame in that it's more that um yeah i think it actually i I think it's it occupies a space in this in the current cultural climate where it sits as an insult in a way that loser and all these other words have been insults that cycle in and out of fashion and i think at its at its level core of an idea, it's pretty good because I think because loser is a good idea, right? But but calling someone a loser and 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 um, making them uh, you know feel bad for having lost something that's not good, and that's that's why that's why that shame's bad, um, uh, and you know other associated ideas for for cruelty, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, you know they're not our favourites, but um, I, I don't think there's some. I, I I think at the core it's it's. It's pretty good. Slam me. Am I cucked by my own definitional excitement? <laughs> by your by your um, faithfulness to the definitional handles. Is this is it, basically the question is, do you think it's a simple matter of just using the way that our list operates? Where if if this you're a first time listener, we are putting the idea that we discuss in in a relative position against all the other ideas. And a thing that we believe in is the idea that if you have if there is an idea that is um, affected in a constituent way by other ideas, then putting it under the right ideas and above the right ideas protects the best possible version of it. Because again, I think what we're arguing about, all we're arguing about is can you, can the best imagined version of this idea exist? So is that just a matter of using the list? As you say, if shame is um, right down the bottom of our list at the moment, um, which it is, it's, uh, in the bottom 20 trash pile. Is it just about, yeah. Is it just about going, all right, any of the, th- as long if any of the ideas that, um, make, uh, g- the cuckold concept, the garbage version of itself, that it's, that it is at the moment in society, a lot of the time, or the, or the shame based, um, uh, sh- you know, like, reductive shorthand version of it if all of if you just put it above all those ideas on the list do we get to protect um the utopian version of it i guess really sensibly by the way we've been devising the list so far yes the answer is yes and um i still it just depends (laughs) how many uh, you know crumbs it's carrying under its fingernails of those ideas to which it is so strongly attached in in so much of its usage and and i I think potentially none i think as a neutral metaphor it's good i think as a mapping of a of a reality, it's good. Like it serves a function because you know there's not a way, there's not an obvious way to describe um, where you are unknowingly committing to a situation that you are being not served by um, and actively undermined by. Um, yeah, yeah. I th- I think that that's that's good. I think those ideas, like it's a good tool to be to have to um, to 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 navigate that stuff. Like I, I yeah. It is very compelling. And I, let me put it this way. I'm not, yeah, I can't think of another 
yeah. idea to hand that that proves that function does that function. So yeah, I and I think and again we have to rank it on the list. We're ranking it. So I feel my question that I just had about where we're you know putting it correctly on the list to make its correct ranking. I mean that is what's about to happen. So mm. okay, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. You we ready? Yeah, strangely, do you have any instincts of of where to put it? I don't know, like in terms of like uh, as a placement, but I instinctively think of perfection as a um, somewhere to start around. Sure, great. Let's have a look at where that is. I know it's it's certainly bottom third. But, uh, quickly, uh, shout out to Twitter user Ollie for suggesting this idea and for Thanks, following Ollie. the podcast and listening to it. We really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, I doubt we would have come to this one in the next four hundred episodes. So yeah, really appreciate. There's it. no chance. And so, yeah, if you have other ideas or if you have friends who you know who would have great suggestions for ideas, like hit them onto us. Cool. So, Perfection at the moment is... Oh, it's not that low. It's like, it's in the bottom 10, 20, 30, 40. It's the, it's the 40th, 40th lowest idea, which puts it just under the halfway mark of the list. We've got 90-something ideas. Yeah, and I think that's about right because it's... Um yeah, because perfection, I think, is a, it should be above that. But from memory, we rank perfection as something that, you know, can describe a situations, but it's kind of a bit obsolete because everything, you know, if if a good a good philosophical ha- use of that handle would be, well, everything is perfect, which kind of, you know, is five equals five, yeah. cancel them out, you know, nothing is perfect. We don't, you know, it's, it doesn't have a, a use. So, it's, it's, it's mildly harmful as a conception, but things can... I, th- I think even uh, grossly harmful often, but yeah, but, yeah, most, oh yeah, absolutely. but more specifically... Um, another great episode of Rank Ideas if you want to check out a perfection episode. But yeah, we also basically we also talked to it. It's it's a it's a perfectly it's a potentially useful thought experiment, except all of the byproducts of its usage yeah. tend to exceed its value. Yeah. So Whereas I really think over time this one will smooth out much more nicely. <laughs> <laughs> so I love the I mean, obviously journalism is underneath perfection. I love the idea of cuckoldry uh, yeah. going above journalism. Perfectly comfortable with that. So look, there's ten I mean, it's certainly not as so about twelve ideas above that is pornography. And so that's a good sort of um ceiling. Like I think Yeah, just- it's it's not as good as pornography. I mean, it, it's 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 good in that it, it it's a it's a it's a phenomenon that just is a, a pretty good description of uh an occurrence that we don't have a shorthand uh, roots to yeah. and, and and there's and you know its constituent parts I don't think are corrupt in the way that makes it uh, fall apart like so many of the other yeah. big ideas that are built on other ideas so I, I think um, definitely below pornography yeah and we moved beyond the sexual the strict sexual conception of of yeah. cuckold anyway but a few a few above pornography is harm which I think is a really is also a really good sense of a ceiling because harm is a harm is a similar idea which gives you a it's 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 similar in giving you a handle for how to assess just like just how to just how to yeah again it's another one that is that is that is better the more neutrally you can assess it the more um calm the more calmly and by neutral i don't mean dispassionate or you know any dumb sort of rationality versus emotional thing but just matter of factly just being able to go all right let's make an assessment of harm here and then make determinations about what to do and I feel, yeah, harm is a bit more. It's so it's got that same use to cuckold, but just, just I mean, more global application. I think, yeah, and higher so, stakes, high stakes. And so, from harm underneath, we got it's pets, gyms, pornography, esports. I'll just go down from harm now yeah. to perfection, and you can you can tell me what your vibe is. So it goes harm, pets, gyms, pornography, esports, mail. Mail is still holding it exactly in the middle of the list, as you always posited it would. Maelstradamus. <laughs> Anniversaries. Jobs, cruises, cheating, cults, podcasts. 
okay. name calling, nudity, actualization, perfection. Okay. De- look, definitely nowhere near the bottom of that list. I think we may have to, we have to. We, I think we have to redo podcasts. I think it's too. I don't know. I think I was too hard there. Anyway, <laughs> uh, uh, what was above podcasts? Cults. Cheating. Cheating is right above that. I think cheating is a is a comparable. Yeah. Idea. Obviously, che- yeah, cheating yeah. is one of my favorite episodes. Obviously, yeah, it's a cross-mapped idea, that's for sure. And, I mean, cheating, we found it's very cost-laden. And then I, in particular, had a lot of warmth to it based on the idea that the, the having the tool to transgress against the systems of control yeah. that you find yourself in societally is, is kind of vital as well. So, yeah, my... I mean, but but the reason cheating isn't, you know, in the top five, which, it you know, it very well could be by other conceptions, is um, because, uh, you know, ideally, in the idealized, uh, you know, um, mapping of reality to, to people's proclivities and whatever, you've got the flexibility and self-awareness and compassion to navigate things. It would be rendered irrelevant. With exactly, exactly. That's why it's not up the top. It is still a really important one, though, um, particularly, you know, I, I think we, as much as we like to say that we have perfectly ranked everything and, you know, do do the job perfectly every time, I think it may be an impossible task to... Um, you know, we've all seen we've all seen the Matrix, you know, it, they keep collapsing um, because it's an impossible task to... Um, correctly account for everything that might happen or All variables uh, yeah as, sorry from from within our own capacity uh, so i think that uh, that keeps cheating that holds cheating i'd say just above cuckoldry for in for now in my um conception of it totally i think, I think it's i think it's clearly better than the other ideas yeah so under cheating and above cults that seems that really seems right to me like uh cults are uh Cult, yeah, that's that really is. I mean, that's a liminal. That's a little liminal line of the list, like cheating, like cults is where you get. I mean, we we found some, <laughs> we found some fun things about cults, but there was certainly nothing. Yeah, there's you. You're not really getting into um, anything that's uh, screaming out for its own essentialness. Whereas, che- yeah, cheating is almost the bottom of. Shows it's quite a top heavy list because cheating is twenty, thirty, forty. 50 it's the it's idea 55 but i think it's still you know that's that there's those top 55 ideas for me at the moment are still kind of a relative arc of like yeah and again as you say cheating still has an argument for itself it's like you just it's the gun that you need to have in the cabinet um the glass you need to be able to break and grab um even when things are organized and designed as best as they possibly can be whereas yeah Cults. I mean, obviously, cults podcast name calling. I'm very warm on name calling, but it's extremely cost laden, and um, doesn't have the same as you say. Like cuckold has the idea of of the cuckold has an idea of um, it's pointing out something. It's allowing. It's a diagnostic tool. It's it's potentially yeah, a diagnostic exactly, tool for, exactly. for you That's to for you point. to decide if something is is um, if if something is a, if if you're in a situation that is a situation you want to continue to be in, or whether you want to affect change. I really like that that we're going to have cheating, cuckoldry, and cults next to each other, and they're alphabetical yes. too, which which I adore. Incredible! It just mm. shows, just shows, it just proves the intelligent design theory of us doing this list. Perfection. Cool. Um, Terrific. I, I, I want right. to say that if you if you um, enjoy the episodes or any of them, please do uh, send it to a friend that may like it. It really helps us out, and because um, we love uh, making these, and we get utility from them, and we just want to be able to share that. Yes, agreed. It's it's really obviously we're very pleased to have the relative silent majority of um, 
listeners that we have, the listener base that we have. But um, yeah, it's very, uh, you know, the when people do engage with us through, mostly people just give us um, ideas to rank. That's great. But if you have other, I mean, again, if you want to argue the point with us about things that we've said or done or um, have any other type of interaction with us, um, that's always really fun for us. That said, yeah, if you just enjoy listening to this passively and have other people that you know who might enjoy listening to this passively, yeah, hit them up. Hit them up. That was a really fun one, though. Thank you again, Ollie. That was um, super good. That was that's your Twitter name, whether it's your real name, who's to say? But yeah, the next time we do another topic that um, you know crosses into the into the sexual, um, it'll be interesting to see if yet again we find a way to take it up into the more uh, pretentious intellectual realms and remove any purient con- uh, content from the discussion whatsoever. I believe in us to do so. <laughs> what keeps us so hot and sexy exactly chris as always you're here with me on rank ideas as are the listeners and i love you for it love you all too and especially you nick i win sometimes commotion sometimes emotion